Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of the Home Design Academy podcast where we're going to be talking all about windows. Now I hope at the end of this podcast you not only have a better understanding on the different types of windows and the materials that you can get them in, but I want you to have a greater appreciation of window performance and using performance data as a guide to helping you choose which windows to put into your house. So when it comes to building a house, one of the most difficult decisions a homeowner has to make is which type of windows to use. With countless options and manufacturers, both name brand and smaller scale local manufacturers, to the different types of materials a window can be made from, how does a homeowner make a decision? How does a builder or an architect make a decision? Today, I'm going to explain some things to look for when it comes to choosing windows for your house. into the today's topic to the listeners of this show to the subscribers of this show I wanted to say thank you and I appreciate you and thanks for coming back as I record this it's early August 2020 we're still dealing with the coronavirus pandemic and it is the summer and even though um, vacations are, are out the door for this year I'm still trying to have the best summer I can with my family and my kids trying to do lots of staycations and different things around the house and little day trips when it's possible and safe to do so. So I know I haven't been putting out as many episodes and it's been about six weeks or so. So I just wanted to say thank you for coming back and I appreciate you. Now into windows. What are some of the factors for choosing a window for your house? The window type, the material, the longevity, how long it's gonna last for, the cost, all of these are important. But another driving factor, and maybe the most important, should be the performance and the thermal properties of the window. As always, one of the driving factors for everything I talk about on this podcast is energy efficiency. The type of window you choose has to fit your budget, But as I always say, you're better off spending your money on a product that's going to improve the exterior envelope of your house rather than spending that money on fancy interior materials. I would much rather have a higher performing window that's going to lower my heating and cooling costs for the year rather than having a quartz countertop. I'd settle for a plastic laminate countertop and get the good windows, get the good insulation and spend your money wisely in that way rather than the fancy materials. The materials, the interior materials can always be changed out later, but you only really have one chance to make the building right, to build it correctly, and to really consider how your building and your house is going to perform in the long run and what savings you're going to have in the long run and how little heating and cooling costs you're going to have if you build correctly. These are all things you have to think about. And windows sometimes go overlooked when it comes to efficiency. I mean, not for design professionals or building professionals, but 
Um, homeowners, they often think of, you know, how much insulation can I put in my walls? And they don't always think about windows. And you have to realize just how important your windows are to the performance of your house, but not just the performance, but how comfortable you're going to be inside. Think of your wall construction. Think of how thick it is with the insulation, the materials built up to retain that conditioned air and to keep the elements out. Now think of your windows, little thin panes of glass with a, a thin frame made of, of vinyl or wood or fiberglass and how much heat and cooling transfer can come through that and how much just the sun beating through your windows can warm up the interior space if it's a cheap window. Now single pane windows, except for in historical applications, have been almost completely eliminated at this point. And even double pane insulated windows with a low E coating, I would say are bare minimum. They're underperforming products in terms of what's available today. The heat and cold can still easily be transferred through that window. And while it's always best to get the highest thermally rated windows that you can afford, it's also important to know your climate. Does your house sit in direct sun or are you located on, in the woods where your house is in shade? Are you in a warm climate closer to the equator or a colder climate that has to deal with hot and cold swings and large swings in temperatures? There's some places in, in the country or in the world that have huge swings in temperature just throughout a 24-hour period. And the type of window you have is going to be affected by your climate. And you have to know that some of these materials that the windows are made from will expand and contract with the weather more than others. The style of your house will also provide clues on which type of window to, your, to install. Is it a historical house or a colonial type house? Well then most likely you're going to have a, a double hung window with a divided light. Is it a more modern house? Then you might have awning or, or casement type windows with, with very thin frames and no mullions. So about the different types of windows, about the operation of them, I want this conversation to be more about performance rather than the types of windows. Not, I'm not I don't want to talk about double, double hung windows or casement windows or fixed windows awning. I, I'm assuming that you know all of that. I'm assuming that you know what a bay window is or that a sliding window is. And if you don't, there's more than enough resources available to you online or you could always email me with any questions that you have. You also have to understand that there's a difference between new windows and replacement windows, even though replacement windows are new. So here's the difference. If you're building new construction, if you're building a new house or a new building, well then you're buying new windows. If you're replacing the windows on an existing house, well then those are obviously replacement windows. Now a lot of the times with replacement windows, the original window frame is left in place and the new frame is inserted in and you get, end up losing glass area. You end up losing the amount of light that can come in because you have a frame inside of a frame, a box inside of a box. So there are types of replacement windows where it's sort of a full new frame. And if you're replacing your siding, that's also a, a time to use new windows rather than replacement windows because the exterior of your house is going to be stripped down to the plywood. So you need to know the, that difference between new and replacement windows and keep that in mind as you move forward. Now let's talk about the different types of materials that windows can be made from. First, I wanna talk about vinyl. Vinyl windows 
at least in the United States, have for a long time been the most popular window type in single family residential construction. And this is due to the low cost, the very little maintenance, the ease of installation, and then just the you know general culture of whatever's cheapest is what I'm gonna install into my house, which I do not agree with. There are some vinyl windows that have good performance, but you need to be very careful because there's also many smaller window manufacturers and trying to compare the smaller window shops versus the larger well-known brands can become a bit overwhelming even for professionals. And oftentimes I work on a project where I see the homeowner just choosing whatever vinyl window their builder recommends. And there's a problem with this. And there's a problem with not comparing the specifications and performances of different uh, options. And sometimes you have builders who have relationships or incentives with a certain window manufacturer. And I'm not claiming that all of these relationships include kickbacks to the contractor but or, or discounts to the contractor. But if your contractor is adamant about using windows only from one company, if your contractor says, no, I only install XYZ windows and I'm not going to install anything else, this is what I give you. In that situation, I would be a little suspect. I would say, let's look into the, to the reasons why that, that contractor picks that company. I would almost guarantee that you're gonna get the situation where that particular contractor is getting a discount for those windows and that discount may or may not be uh, applied to your project. If you're one of the types of people who says, Chris, I don't care what you say, I'm putting vinyl windows in my house and that's it, vinyl or nothing, then I would you know, make sure that you're really adamant about comparing premium vinyl windows versus bargain vinyl windows. Now, just for an example, Harvey Building Products has a decent article on their blog if you can just go search Harvey Windows premium versus vinyl window premium versus bargain vinyl windows I'm sure you can find it um, some other points about vinyl windows vinyl windows are not as strong as the other options so you're you're left with the ability to choose only smaller window openings and if you want larger areas of glass vinyl won't be an option for you now if you're building a colonial type of house or a historic type of house then that might not be an issue because you're most likely dealing with those standard sizes. Another thing that I don't like about vinyl windows is it feeds into this mentality that some people have and it's your typical suburban, you know, dad will have this sort of philosophy where you help you bring out the pressure washer and you spray it down and you hose down your house and you clean it off. Now, I understand that there's certain times when the house needs to be the exterior of the house needs to be cleaned. But this spray it down with a pressure washer mentality is just not good for the performance of your house and vinyl windows feed into it. You should also be aware that in hot climates, vinyl windows are prone to sagging. Now, while it's not as big of an issue today as it was 20 years ago, you still have to pay attention to that. If you're in a hot climate, if your sun sits in direct, if your house sits in direct sunlight, and those windows are, are getting the sun beat on them for you know all day long, there is the potential for it to become saggy. What will happen though, no matter what the environment, is vinyl windows expand and contract with the weather more 
than any other type of window material. And when you get that expansion and contraction, it can damage the frame, it can damage the seals, it could allow air to leak in, it could allow water to leak in. And the worst case scenario, you might even get your glass cracking. And this expansion and contraction in the, in the heat and in the temperature changes, it, it drastically diminishes a vinyl window's performance. And the problem is, the problem is that you won't even know that window will still look brand new. It will still be shiny and bright, especially if you hose it down with your, with your pressure washer. And you could go 10, 20 years having your windows look great, but they're completely underperforming and you're just wasting money on heating and cooling, all because you decided to go with the bargain option. And this is something that gets worse over time. While vinyl window manufacturers might claim a 20 or 30 or even a 40 year warranty, the reality is that due to constant temperature changes and the expansion and contractions, I say you get 10 years or less of performance out of those windows. So basically, after 10 years, they're junk. They're gonna look great, but they're gonna be junk. Just remember, you get what you pay for. Vinyl is the cheapest option for a reason. Even at its best, they're a cheap window. And they're a cheap window that doesn't perform nearly as well as other window types. The lowest price is not always the best value. I cannot say that enough. Now, if you were to use vinyl windows, uh, I might recommend Harvey windows as a good quality option. If you want to even just sort of look into the philosophy of a company, Anderson Windows, which if you don't know, Anderson Windows is a very popular brand. They were one of the very first producers of vinyl windows, but they no longer make them and they haven't made them in a long time due to the poor performance and lack of value to their customers. Next, let's talk a little bit about aluminum windows. Now, aluminum windows built from the 1960s to the 80s were awful. They were absolutely awful. And if you're old enough to remember them, then you probably have a bias against aluminum windows and I wouldn't blame you. Just know that the aluminum windows today are made much, much better. But even though they're made better, they're still more prone to a heat and a cold transfer, to transferring that temperature through the window frame than others. Um, but they could be a good choice in rainy or humid climates where you might not want to have wood or if you have a rainy climate that has huge temperature changes and you don't want vinyl, aluminum could be an option. Just note that in coastal areas, um, they will need a corrosion resistive paint. But just know that aluminum windows are generally a little bit less energy efficient than other window types. On to wood windows. Now, wood windows are a classic look. If they're built and maintained correctly, they can actually last hundreds and hundreds of years. But wood windows also require the most amount of maintenance. You're gonna have to seal them, you're gonna have to constantly be painting them, repairing them. You wanna avoid rot, you wanna avoid decay, you wanna constantly paint them to keep them looking good. But like I said, if you can do that, if you can stay on top of the maintenance, there's nothing like a good wood window. With wood, you get much less heat transfer through the frame than you do with other window types, 
just because of the thermal properties of wood. And back on to back on to the maintenance. Just remember that even though wood windows require you know more maintenance than other types, there's no such thing as a maintenance-free building. There's no such thing as a maintenance-free window. If anyone tries to tell you that this window is maintenance-free, they're doing a sales job on you and you shouldn't trust them. There's no such thing as maintenance-free. Now, there's certain types of windows and certain types of products that require more maintenance than others. Like wood would require a lot more maintenance than a vinyl window, but there's no such thing as maintenance-free. And like I said before, a good quality wood window could last you a lifetime. Now, one of the problems with wood windows, especially older wood windows, is that they're mostly single pane. Now, you can get double pane windows and triple pane wood windows today, but if you're dealing with renovating a historic home and it has original wood windows, most likely those windows are single pane. Now, something you can do to increase the efficiency is to add storm and screen windows. If you put these on the exterior of the house, it will change the appearance. You'll see the storm window and you won't see the beautiful wood window. And so what I've done in my uh, career as an architect when I'm working on a historic home is I get an interior storm window installed. And this will give you the extra efficiency and it will also keep that exterior appearance of that nice wood window. Next, let's talk a little bit about wood clad windows. Wood clad windows, you get the, the benefits of the thermal properties of the wood with a much more durable exterior that's either vinyl or aluminum. So it's a vinyl product or an aluminum product covering up the wood. So you get that extra bit of protection. One problem is wood clad windows are prone to water intrusion. And if you get water in between that cladding, and the frame, it could cause rotting that you might not see. It should go without saying that that proper installation and flashing details are critical for all window types, but that goes especially for wood clad windows. You need to make sure that the flashing is installed absolutely perfect. You need to get that water away from the window and don't let it get in behind it. Composite windows are made from scrap wood shavings and plastic resin and they can mimic the look of wood windows and they're almost completely maintenance free and the resins are typically manufactured from recycled plastics which make them an eco-friendly choice now another type of composite windows which is usually talked separately than a wood composite is a fiberglass window and now fiberglass windows they've been around for a little while but they've been gaining such popularity over the last 10 years so like I said, com similar to composite windows, they're made up of glass fiber and polyester resins. Fiberglass windows are generally more expensive than, than a, a vinyl window, uh, but they have very, very good qualities. They have very, very good thermal properties. They're very strong and they're a great choice. They're extremely energy efficient due to their low thermal conductivity and they are probably the strongest and most durable windows on the market today. And because they're so strong, because you have this added strength, it means the frame can be smaller, the frame can be thinner, 
which means the area of glass can be larger, letting in more daylight, letting in more views, and just performing better. And unlike vinyl, the fiberglass is paintable, and it can be repainted several times if you want to change up the look of your house. Now, there's some older information out there that you may see that fiberglass windows will fade over time. Uh, and this is old data. Advances have been made in the technology. And, you know, I'm not saying that you won't get any fading or that you're going to be perfectly fine. You may, you may not. It all depends on the type of window you buy. It all depends on your climate, your sun exposure, etc. But if it does fade a little bit, you can always repaint it, which is a good option. And back to the strength. The added strength of the fiberglass windows makes it better to support triple and even quadruple glazed windows. Fiberglass windows can last up to 50 years as compared to the 20 to 30 years for vinyl, but which I said is only really about 10 years of performance for vinyl. So out of vinyl, you get about 10 years of good performance, 20 years until it absolutely needs to be replaced. Fiberglass windows will last you a good 50 years. It doesn't have that expansion and contraction so you don't have the same problems that you do with vinyl windows and they will last you a long time. One thing that doesn't really get talked about when deciding on the type of window or the cost of a window is the need for jam extensions. Now if you have a high performance exterior wall, if you have a 2x6 wall with extra uh, rigid insulation on the exterior or maybe a double stud exterior wall that's going to increase the thickness of that wall but the window itself doesn't change the window is still set and installed in the same space so what happens is you need to have jam extensions to cover that thickness of the wall and that jam extensions they can be uh, field fabricated out of wood or other type of material or they can be purchased from the window manufacturer and come standard with and installed right on the window itself. So you just have to know that you're going to be paying a little bit of extra money when you have a thicker wall construction one way or another. Whether you're paying for the window, uh, extra for the window from the manufacturer or if you're paying extra in labor materials from your contractor. bit about the glass. Now a window pane refers to how many layers of glass there are. Single pane equals one layer of glass, double pane two, triple pane three. This is very easy to understand. The thermal benefits you get with multiple panes is not actually from the glass itself but from the air gap, the air space, or which is could be just air or could be filled with argon or krypton gas, that air space helps with the efficiency of the window assembly. It blocks the heat transfer. So a double pane window with a low E coating and the space filled between the glass with argon, with argon gas can add about 40 to $50 per window. And this, but in my opinion, this should be a bare minimum on what you install. This is the bare minimum for affordability with some good thermal properties. I still recommend at least a triple pane window with 
krypton-filled gas, which is better than the argon-filled. But you get the triple pane window with the krypton-filled gas, you're going to be paying even more, but you're going to be saving more on your heating and cooling costs. So you gotta you got to understand that, that there's a little bit of trade-off there. Now, some people will debate you and say that anything more than a double pane has diminishing returns for the added costs, saying you pay so much extra for the for the double pane glass, but you only save you know this amount in heating and cooling, so it might take 10, 20 years to recoup that cost. And while I can understand that argument, I don't necessarily agree with all those points. While I can understand that argument, it's not just about the heating and cooling costs, but it's also about interior comfort. And that less heat and cooling transfer through the glass and through the frame, that will provide you a much more comfortable interior. It does save you money on heating and cooling, which is great, but you also got to consider the comfort. And then add into that that, um, you know, there's been extensive research and testing from building scientists that dispute that, that say that you actually will save more money on your heating and cooling uh, than what some people claim. So you just gotta you just gotta think: Who are you gonna believe? Are you gonna believe Bob down at the gas station, uh, or are you gonna b believe a building scientist whose job is to test these different assemblies? Now, a low E coating or a UV repellent film is an undetectable layer added to the glass. It's undetectable to the eyes, and it blocks the UV rays from entering the windows. Now, I, this is another thing that it's a no-brainer. Just pay for the low E coating. It's going to be a little bit extra, but you're going to have a much more, much more better performing window. And then, you know, it also blocks those UV rays, so your carpet, your flooring, your paint, your pictures on the wall, they won't fade. And I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember windows from the past, but you might have a spot on your floor underneath the carpet that was you know a different color once you picked up the carpet because the, the the wood around it or the material around it had faded due to the uv light coming through the windows next is tempered glass and while tempered glass isn't standard in home construction um, oftentimes if you're an architect and you're, or you're working on a commercial project or or a multi-family project there may be uh, areas, locations that require tempered glazing from the code. And so, you know, which is these spaces are often located uh, next to means of egresses or walkways or, or public spaces that people walk to, walk next to. Tempered glazing, though, when it's broken, it shatters into tiny pieces rather than, than staying in large shards. This is helpful because the shards you can get cut on, but the tempered glass that shatters into tiny pieces, you won't get cut on. Heat absorbing glass is treated with a gray or a green or a bronze tint on the exterior that absorb as much as 45% of the incoming solar energy. Now, if you're in a, in a very hot zone, very hot climate, and you have windows that sit in the direct sunlight and you have large expanses of glass then you might want to consider a heat absorbing glass reflective glass is is coated with a reflected film and it's used for controlling solar heat gain in the summer um, but it also reduces the passage of sunlight and solar transmissions so most often you'll see a reflective glass in an office building 
Um, but you need to be very careful when you're using reflective glass because that light's going to be reflected somewhere. Is it going to be reflected at your neighbor? Is it going to re be reflected at the office building uh, across the parking lot? Is it going to be reflected onto the highway and, and into people's eyes as they're driving? Uh, you know, the use of reflective glass, I can, I can understand why people might want to use it. But you, have to, uh, you also have to understand that you, there could be a detriment to the, the surrounding area. There's impact resistant glass, which if you live in a coastal region or an area prone to hurricanes, impact resistant glass might be a requirement. You can check with your lo local building official or local you know, window manufacturer uh, if you're unsure on what's required. Let's get into a little bit about the efficiency and ratings and stuff you'll see on a, on a spec sheet or a data sheet from a window manufacturer. First off is the U-value. Now the U-value measures a window's resistance to heat loss. The lower the number, the better. And a low U-value is important in all climates. U-value or a U-factor is sort of like the golden standard for windows. That should be the first thing that you're looking at when comparing windows. If you have, uh, if you, let's say if you're using vinyl windows and you have uh, vinyl window company A and vinyl window company B, first thing you look at, which has the lower U-value. Next is solar heat gain coefficient, or SHGC. Now the solar heat gain coefficient measures how much heat will enter your house through the glass. Again, just like U-value, the lower number, the better. So let's, let's describe this as one, as a value one equals the maximum amount of solar heat coming through the windows, and zero represents the least amount of solar heat coming through the windows. And SHGC of 0.4 means that 40% of that solar heat is passing through the window and heating up your interior space. Anyone that has put their hand up to or walked next to a window in the summer will know what I'm talking about. You can feel the heat coming through that glass. Now some people might say that if you live in a cold climate that then you might actually want a little bit of a higher solar heat gain coefficient that way in the winter, that sun coming into your house can actually help to warm the house. And while I can understand that concept, I still think for the most of you out there listening, the lower number SHGC that you can get, the better. And the third sort of uh, rating that you'll see on a typical manufacturer sheet is something called visible transmittance. So the visible transmittance indicates how much of a visible light the window lets in, ranging from zero to one. And from this one, this value, you want the highest possible number because that's essentially gonna give you the most amount of light and the clearest possible view out. So those are the big three ratings. U value, you want the lowest possible. Solar heat gain coefficient, you want the lowest possible. 
visible transmittance you want the highest possible. Let's talk about window manufacturers for a second. There are way too many manufacturers out there for me to go through every one and to give details about every one and compare one manufacturer versus another. So I'm not going to do that. Um, but I, what I do want to do, what I want to provide you with, is I want to provide you with a handful of good quality window manufacturers. If you choose to work with any one of these companies, you are going to get a good product that you're going to be happy with. First off is Marvin Windows. Marvin Integrity make a great fiberglass window and I would choose Marvin probably for my house if I was building. Next is Pella. Pella makes good wood windows, uh, fiberglass, and they make also make premium vinyl windows and they're a great choice. Anderson. Anderson has vinyl and aluminum clad windows with wood interiors and composite windows as well. Milgard. Milgard makes fiberglass windows, premium vinyl windows, and aluminum windows. Harvey Building Products or Harvey Windows, they make premium vinyl windows. Conier and Efco, those are two aluminum window manufacturers that also work good in historical applications if you have to replicate a historic window because they have the technology and the, and the capabilities to, to replicate um, wood profiles in their aluminum. Now let's talk a little bit about European windows. European windows and European companies are far more advanced in terms of energy efficient than American companies are. And this is certainly true for windows. European windows far exceed anything that can be purchased in the States. And this is primarily due to the higher costs of energy in Europe over you know the last 20 or 30 years. And it's based upon a need. The products needed to be more efficient because they had higher cost of energy because they had higher and stricter requirements. European windows are also tested to higher standards for energy con conservation and product quality. And most of the European windows adhere to passive house standards right out of the box, which you don't get that with many American windows or even any American windows unless you're paying for a specialty product. So these European windows, they're, they're, if you can afford to have them installed in your house, and I, this is something that I think you should at least check into, you will get a great product and you'll get much more efficiency than any other product that you can get in America. European windows also resist condensation much better than American windows. And while most American windows you know, the standard is two panes of glass. The standard European window comes with three or even four panes of glass. Now, in America, more manufacturers these days are offering a triple pane option than ever before. Uh, but just note that the gap between the panes of glass is smaller in America than it is for Europe windows. So as I mentioned earlier, it's that space between the glass where the magic happens. That space that's either filled with air or argon gas or krypton gas, that's where you get a lot of the energy efficiency. So the European windows have the larger space, they have the more gap, they have the, the higher values. Now from what I've read, a good European window could actually last 60 or 70 years, while the American counterpart might last 20 to 30 years if it's vinyl or 50 years if it's fiberglass. 
There's also a, a higher level of precision in the European windows with the precision of how the frames are constructed with built-in thermal brakes filled with insulating foam or cork. And these thermal brakes prevent even more transfer of, of outdoor temperatures to the interior through the window frame. Those thermal brakes are very important. Finally, I'd like to talk about installation. As with any building product, the installation methods are very important. You need, to, you need to have the gaps around the window frame insulated. If you're using Tyvek or another type of house wrap, there's a particular process in which the house wrap is cut and the sides and bottoms are folded into the, into the window opening and the top is, feel, is peeled up and placed over the window nailing flange on the outside. Membrane flashing needs to be installed over the tops and sides of the nailing flange but underneath the flange at the sill or the bottom of the window to allow any water that gets in to be able to drain out. There's also specialty types of details would go along with each type of exterior finished siding that you're using. If you're using vinyl siding or hardy plank or if you have brick or if you have any other type of siding there's specialty details that you are going to need to consider in order to properly install your window. Now, if you're working with an architect, your architect will be your representative on site and will advocate in your behalf for proper installation. Most homeowners aren't going to know the difference between a properly installed window and a properly flashed window and a window that was installed incorrectly. If you're not working with an architect, you may be just left taking the contractor's word for it that everything was done correctly. And the problem with this is, once it's covered up with siding and trim, you're never going to know. And a, if a window is not installed correctly, it may not be until many, many years later, 10 years, 20 years down the line, where you discover that water was getting in and rotting out your frames. Or water was getting in and now mold is growing. You may not know that because the window was covered up. But if you're working with an architect, they have the ability to observe the window installation and to direct the contractor if to, to redo something or to correct something if it's done improperly. And these type of third-party observations is just another reason why working with an architect is always in your best interest. Okay, so that wraps up another episode of the Home Design Academy podcast. I hope you learned something and enjoyed yourself along the way. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review on your podcast player of choice. Please visit n3architecture.com for more information. If you have any questions or if you have any topics that you want me to talk about or if you have any comments that you want to send me directly, please email homedesignacademy at n3architecture.com. That's homedesignacademy at n3architecture.com. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you. Have a great day.